Hey Star, are you ready? I'm a lady. And welcome to Idol Days, the show about idol anime. I'm Sarah. And I'm Star. And today, we are doing a show that Star's been trying to get me to watch forever. <laughs> For so fucking long and she finally watched I it. I finally watched it and I should have watched it sooner because I loved it. <laughs> I knew you would, Sarah. That's why I've been trying to get you to watch it. See, this is why I love having a podcast is I can force Sarah to finally <laughs> watch all the shows I know she would love. Hey, so Star, did you watch all of Lokodol? I did like the year it came out. Which would have been in, like, 2015, I think. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> so I don't remember most of it. Hey. But I remember it was cute and it had a nice vibe. Yes. So I will I will refresh you, Star. And to all of our viewers who haven't watched Logadol, I will describe it. So Logadol actually started as a four coma. So just, like, a mm. four-panel comedy manga. I hadn't, I hadn't like looked up the history of it, but that definitely makes sense with like the pacing of the show. Yes. I think. and in the same way that some other four coma um, anime that I've talked about, uh, I'm thinking about like Dropout Idol Fruit Tart. Is mm-hmm. I can't go through and explain every joke because then <laughs> it would just make the show not good. Oh, but Sarah, I, I just want you, I want to hear like two hours of you explaining every single gag in this show to me, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm paying you for. Come oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure that would be very entertaining, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> especially uh-huh. in an audio or only format. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I will probably mostly explain the like running gags and then the overall plot, but there are a lot of little tiny gags that show up throughout. So if you're a fan of cute girls doing cute things or in slice of life comedy, which is my thing, yeah. you'd like look adult too. <laughs> also, it's super gay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Sarah, this show was made for you. It was made for me. <laughs> I just, I remember vividly, like, laying in bed at my first ever apartment and just, like, thinking, Sarah would like this. Sarah should watch this. I should have watched it back then. I love it so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got to watch it for the podcast, so yes. you're welcome. Um, and another thing that I will just preface is Logodol itself, um, the main season came out. It was a 12-episode season. And then with the DVD that came out, there were uh, three small standalone episodes, a three-part OVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three-part OVA was available on the streaming platform I used to watch it, Crunchyroll. Um, Crunchyroll. But I probably actually won't talk about them just because the show comes to a climax and then the rest are just like cute little fan service gag episodes. And I feel That's like fair. it wouldn't really fit the flow. So if you're interested in Lokodol after I describe it, you can watch the OVAs yourself. They're there easy to find. I like it. Yeah, I remember being confused because like I watched the first season and then years later I remember like seeing some stuff about Lokodol and like a character I didn't recognize and was like, who the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it like got a second season or something or... Nope, just three small episodes that came after. Got it. All right. And so, into Lokodol. So, our, I'll describe some of the characters. I might not describe all of the characters at once because there's not that many... <laughs> Which yeah. is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I knew that. I'm like, there's there's like two, eventually three main characters. Yep, it's great. It's real easy to keep track of. It's so great. So uh, our first character is not a character. Uh, it is the city they live in uh, because mm-hmm. 
They are local dolls stand for local idols, and they are the local idols of the small town. And the small town is called Nagarikawa, which doesn't exist in real life, but it is very closely modeled after a real life town called Nagareyama. <laughs> So, oh. just a ya <laughs> instead of a ka, um, which is real. Like, all the background pieces are, like, actual places in the Nagariyama place. So, gotcha. it's it, it's that place. Um, Do and, you think this anime, like, increased their tourism? Well, I I looked it up, and they have been using Lokodol as, like, promo material, like, ever since the show came out. So, yes. I love that that's a trend. Anime for tourism. <laughs> anime for tourism. So Nagareyama is uh, like a it's technically in the suburbs of Tokyo. It's like an hour out by train. Mm-hmm. Um, so not like in the major city proper. It's like a small town, but not so small that it's all farmlands. Gotcha. It's just suburby. Suburb. Suburb. Um, the animation studio actually is the same studio that ended up making Dropout Idol Fruit Tart. Just. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then, like, some huh. of the voice actors are, like, other idol voice actors. Like, their manager who you meet later is Ami Mami from uh, Idol Master. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I just remember um, there's a plot point later. I think there's, like, a like a random side character who has the same voice as Chihaya Idol Master. Yes, there is. She's another idol, but she barely shows up. Yeah, she's in, like, one episode, I think. So... I just remember shows. recognizing her voice, and I was like, wait a goddamn second. That's Chihaya. That's Chihaya. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our main characters, I will just do the first two for now, and then we'll meet mm-hmm. the others later. Uh, our main main character is Nanako. Uh, she goes by Nana, but then uh, sometimes she stutters and is Nanyako, but she's not See? a cat girl. She just messes up. Um, she's our main character. She's normal. <laughs> um, she kind of looks like Haruka Idolmaster. She, she has like brown hair with bangs that's like chin shoulder length and a little bit flippy. She is not as much main character energy in the sense that she's very Genki, but more like the person you're supposed to relate to, right? So yeah. she's just a normal small town high school girl doing high school things, and then ends up in this situation. Mm-hmm. In a situation. In a situation. Uh, and whenever she does have an image color, it's light blue. Um, she's not often wearing her image color, but when she does, it's that color. She's wearing the uh, uh, blue in the picture that you sent me with the cast. Yes. So there we go. And the other main character in the idol group is Yukari. Uh, she is tall. Um, she has long blonde hair and green eyes. Um, she is boobled, and she's very much like the Ara Ara, like, oh, yes, I'm such a proper, oh, happy mom energy, calm friend. Very much so, very much so. Um, she's kind of like Moogie Kaon, which I know we still haven't done. <laughs> We're gonna do it eventually, I swear to God. One day we'll do the Kaon episode, and all the other episodes will make sense. Hmm. But not today. We're in Lokadol. Not today. It's look at old time. It's look at old time. And then there will be other characters that we will meet later. I'll just mention them as they come up uh, because, the you know, there's not seven of them or seven plus three plus ten plus one. So <laughs> it's easier. <laughs> there we go. There we go. 
Also, I'm looking it up just out of curiosity. Apparently, um, the what's the second girl's name? Yukari. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is in Bang Dream. Apparently. Oh, idols. She is uh, Mocha. I don't know who that is, but one of the characters who's not in season one. Apparently, Idol Illuminati. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> so, episode one, uh, we see Nanako, our main character. And it's summertime, and the local pool, which is kind of one of the only things to do in this town, has been newly renovated, and she really wants to go swimming. Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying to convince her parents, like, hey, give me money to buy, so I can buy a swimsuit so I can go swimming. And she goes as far as, like, turning on the TV. And when she turns on the TV, there's a little promotional about the public pool. And she's just like, hey, 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 point, wink, point, wink. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, And it's kind of cute because the person giving the promotion for the public pool is Yukari. So, like, it kind of does the same thing as a lot of other anime. Like, before the main cast is announced, you see little bits of them doing their own thing on the side, and then they become the main cast. Cute. Pretty cute. Uh, So that is our setting. And then we get the OP. Which is sung by the Nakarigawa girls, the the main idol group. Um, It's mostly like the girls are singing and dancing and they're like taking videos with their friends and just like doing normal stuff around town. You know, your your typical anime opening. Your typical anime opening. And then post credits, uh, she's at high school and all her friends also want to go to the pool too. And so they're just thinking about ways that they can get Nana a swimsuit and, like, maybe you could get a part-time job. And then they start talking about, like, what do we want to do after school? Do you want to enter a club? Do you want to get a job? And Nana's, like, just thinking to herself, like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to do something. There's that hole in my heart. I wonder what she will do. (laughs) Who knows? I wonder. (laughs) And on the way home, she's on the bus, which I think is cute because, like, she's in the suburbs, so she's taking the bus. She's not on, like, a train and she's not walking, right? Yeah. It's a a very much a Japanese suburb situation. And on the bus on the way home, like, a local government truck pulls up next to her, you know, like, the white trucks with, like, the announcement speakers on top. The bane of my existence when I lived there, yes. <laughs> so fucking loud. So driving loud. Driving around at like 8 o'clock at night with the goddamn loudspeakers on. There was a haunted one of those when oh, I lived no. in Shizuoka. Have I ever told you about no. this? No, haunted how? Um, It was just very... Cr- I don't think it was a political truck. I think they were selling the roasted sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. But it was so fucking scary sounding. <laughs> and because like it just it just echoed. And of course they only ever came around when it was like dark and rainy and foggy mm-hmm. outside. It was just like Yakimo <laughs> Yakimo <laughs> I'm like Ugh! Definitely haunted. Absolutely. Very haunted, haunted very haunted. So I, I hate all trucks with loudspeakers. Cursed vibe. Scary. <laughs> scary. But this one's not haunted. It it Thank actually <laughs> starts like piping out like a little jingle that Nana starts like humming along to without thinking, and like it's like embarrassed when she realizes she was humming out loud. And that mm. jingle comes back pretty soon. So she gets home, and her uncle's there, 
and I guess her uncle works for the city, and he's just like a normal looking dude. Um, he has he's like older. He has like short black hair, and he has glasses that are like shiny, so you can't see his eyes. And he always wears a business suit. Of course, and I was gonna ask if you didn't say it. I was gonna ask: Is he wearing a suit? He's always wearing a suit, and he is Excellent. a reoccurring character. So you will see Nana's uncle a lot. I okay. know he has a name, but I don't remember nah. it. <laughs> so he's just Uncle. He doesn't anymore. Uncle. Uh, and her uncle is there, and he's like, hey, Nana, I heard that you want money so you could go to the pool. I have an opportunity for you. Would you Uh-oh. like to do some government work for me? You just have to show up at the public pool event. I'll give you an advance for your swimsuit. Uh, just make sure you're wearing your swimsuit there. Don't ask me any more questions. Sound good? That's so sus. Because I know how this turns out, and that's actually kind of creepy. Yep. And she's like, yeah, I'm getting... She gets paid 1,000 yen an hour, which I guess, like, current inflation... It's about 10 bucks. Well, it's actually probably less, even. Yeah. So she's like seven... It's like minimum wage, right? She's getting paid minimum wage, and she's only going to be there for, like... It's like a one-hour event. So she's getting 10 bucks, but she's getting in advance so she can buy a swimsuit. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yep, I will definitely do it if you're giving me money. I will do anything for $10. Man, what kind of swimsuit could you buy for $10? Well, at the beginning, she had money, but she was, like, just short for all of them. So she just gotcha. needed a little bit to get more swimsuit. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then his phone rings, the uncle's phone. He's like, oh, I got to go answer the phone. Um, and his ringtone is the same song you heard on the jingle on the car. Hmm. And apparently... This song is the town's song. So the town has its own theme song. And it's a song that just plays everywhere. All the loudspeakers, all the kids have to sing it in school. And it's just like ingrained in everyone's head. Nice. Um, So she and her mom are like, oh, yeah, this song is great. We talk about it all the time. And meanwhile, the uncle's in the other room and he's running out the door. And it's like dark and shadowy. And he answers his phone. It's like, yes everything's ready we're all clear (laughs) and then like he puts his phone down next to a clipboard with like nana's picture and profile and you're like "Uh uh-oh uh-oh hey sarah real quick i found a video that shows you what the the creepy yakimo sounds (laughs) sounds like okay hang on i'm gonna send this to you okay so you have to imagine this sound but you have to imagine this sound but it's a girl doing it and it's dark and it's foggy and they only ever fucking came around at night it's so scary. Oh no! <laughs> I like how the title of this tr- or the title of the um, video when you open it says "Disturbing the Peace." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they do. They, they drive the around and they scream about sweet potatoes. <laughs> 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 like it was so haunted it's, it's so haunted, haunted. it's so cursed <laughs> oh no but you have to imagine like mine was like a girl and so she was it's more high pitched and so it's like and it was it would like echo through the oh, suburb no. that I lived in. It was like like Sarah, I literally lived in Silent Hill. Fucking I know you did. In English is Silent Hill, and you, it's foggy and rainy, and you hear that shit approaching <laughs> your apartment slowly but surely. Yakimo, you want to fucking book it? Yeah, Yakimo. <laughs> <laughs> But 
anybody asks you, what is it like living in Japan? You fucking show them that video. Yep, it's that. <laughs> but you it's... make it haunted. <laughs> <laughs> but make it cursed. But make it very cursed. And that is what it was like when I lived there for like two years. <laughs> in Silent Hill. Yakimo! <laughs> Anyway. Uh, so at the pool, uh, the event is about to start. The uncle's there helping set up the stage. And Nana comes up and she's like, oh, this looks really good. You guys have been doing a really great job with this marketing thing. Uh, what do you want me to do? How can I help out? And then he's like, OK, yep, it's pretty easy. So all that's going to happen is you're just going to go up on stage. Uh, you're just going to talk about the pool. And she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you have time, you're going to do a little song and dance. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? So she's like, oh, wait, hold on, hold up. Excuse? <laughs> Excuse. And she's like, uh, no, I can't do this. I don't know any songs. I am not an idol. What are you making me do? And he's like, you're gonna be. Yeah, he's basically like, you're gonna be. And you can't back out now because I gave you that cash advance for the swimsuit. And also it was taxpayer money. So if, oh you, back out, if you back out, you're wasting the taxpayer's money. Fucking A. So she's overwhelmed, but she's like feeling guilty. So she goes backstage and he's like, yep, you have a partner. You'll meet your partner. And there you meet Yukiri. Uh, Yukari, sorry. Oh my god, I'm in zombie land mode. And then you meet Yukari, uh, the total blonde one. Um, mm-hmm. And she's just like all sparkly and beautiful. And Annika's like, whoa, she's too beautiful to be next to me. What the fuck? Right? She's too beautiful. And um gay and i'm gay (laughs) and so she like runs out of the tent overwhelmed but then she's bombarded by the local news who's like oh are you our new idols and then yukari walks up behind her and then is like oh yeah we're just nervous it's okay we're idols we're happy to help you like super smooth right Mm -hmm. um so nana's like wow this girl's like too perfect (laughs) like high charisma high charisma what am i doing standing next to her okay i guess um, so Yukari starts talking to her about how, like, she's glad that, Yukari's glad that she has a partner and glad it's a cute girl like Nana and that they're, she's really excited to work together and together they'll be able to make the city better, right? So that's kind mm. of their whole thing is, like, even though the job's hard, we can help out Nagarikawa, not Yama, that's the real one, Nagarikawa, and make it a better town, help everyone else. So, reluctantly, Nana goes on stage. Uh, Yukari doesn't seem to mind as much. Um, It's implied she's been doing this job for at least a little bit uh, through speech. And then also, like, you saw her earlier on TV. So, she was working solo, but now she's a duo. Um, And they introduce each other. Nana's very stiff because she wasn't expecting this. And this is her first time on stage. So, she's being awkward. Yukari's trying her best, but, like... People seem pretty disinterested and like everyone who's sitting around the little stage, like a lot of people start getting up to go in the pool and the mm-hmm. uncle starts realizing like, oh, we need to save this. And he like holds up a sign that's like, sing a song. And Anna's like, I don't know any songs, right? And so like there's this <laughs> yeah. awkward moment of silence and then the uncle's phone goes off and it starts playing that like Onigarikawa jingle. And then mm-hmm. Yukari's like, I got this. And she goes over to her keyboard and she starts playing the Onigarikawa song. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nana's like, oh, that's what we should do. And then she starts singing the town's jingle. Oh, 
and then everyone starts singing along, <laughs> and they do a good job. So the jingle is repeated a lot throughout the show. Um, mm. It was written for the show, of course, since it's like not a real town. But it sounds like a traditional city song, right? Like very traditional, yeah. simple verses, like repeating song lines. But it kind of becomes one of their main idol songs. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so it, it's pretty cute. So so that's their first song is the city Wholesome. theme. Mm-hmm. And then after the performance, like a bunch of people come up and congratulate them on being the new idols and tell them they did a good job which makes Nana feel more encouraged, which is cute. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, Nana goes to school, and she finds out that Yukari goes to the same school. She's a year above them, so she's a senpai. Nana's a first year, Yukari's a second year. Gasp. Yes. And then Yukari is like, I'm so excited to work with you. I'm glad you're my partner. And then she holds out her hand, and they hold hands and walk to school together because they're in love. <laughs> There it is. There it is. Already, first episode. First episode confirmed for love. Confirmed for love. Episode two. So, um, Nana's in it now. She is getting paid $10 an hour, minimum wage. Uh, but she's like, yep, I'm going to do this. I'm going to help out my uncle and I'm going to help out our city. So, they And become Idaru for money. And become Idaru for money. So. As part of their idle job, they start just doing, like, odd jobs around town to promote local businesses. Um, this one specifically opens with them, like, exterminating beehives while being filmed. <laughs> and Anna's like, this is so upsetting. I'm being stung by bees. That's what idols do. Yes. Idols have to learn how to persevere <laughs> yes. while being stung by bees. <laughs> uh, and she's being filmed while she's doing it, but, like, she's just, like, overwhelmed and, like, freaking out the whole time and at some point actually this is a, one of the ongoing gags which i think i mentioned is whenever she introduces herself instead of saying nanako she always says nanyako uh because yeah. she stutters and uh she stutters on tv and she's like hey uh can we do another take and they're like we don't have the time or budget for another take we're just gonna go with it right and she's like, oh, no, my speech impediment, no, not my character trait. God damn it. I am not a cat girl. So that that's just one of the ongoing gags. So back at school, she's talking to her friends and is like, I'm not quite sure what this locodol thing is. Like, we've been exterminating pests. We did that one performance. I'm still getting paid minimum wage. I don't know if this is what Yukari expected, and I'm not sure what she is thinking our group's going to be. Um, and then Nanako's friends are like, why don't you just talk to her? She goes to our school. And so they they she goes and talks to Yukari. And Yukari's like, it's okay. Like, the whole point, again, is not to become idols and also not quite civil servants. We're, like, towing the line of being, like, marketing, basically, right? Mm -hmm. now, have, they, have they talked about the concept of locadols yet in the show? Yeah, actually, I should have mentioned. So at the very first episode when the uncle mentions what she's doing they kind of talk about it so the idea is they are girls who are idols for their small town like not meant to be like big name famous stage idols and the idea is that they sing songs and market themselves and dance to promote tourism in their own small town yeah so it's like 
literal micro influencers. Yes. For for in endorsing tourism. Yes, endorsing tourism and then also encouraging townspeople to shop locally. Yep. Basically. <laughs> So n- nothing big scale, like especially these girls, they they are being paid by the government, super small scale. Yep. Fuck Jeff Bezos. Become <laughs> Idaru. <laughs> Become Lokudol. So uh, they meet on up top at the roof. They meet on the roof, right? And Yukari is like, yep, we're just trying to do what we can to be good Lokudols and promote tourism. And it's all right, even if we're doing these weird jobs. And they, like, exchange phone phone numbers when they get a text from the uncle that they have another job. And their next job is they're going to be doing some filming around the local sites in town. And they're going to end with a food tasting. And Nanako is, like, freaking out because she's like, I'm going to be eating on camera. What if I, like, do something horrible and I gross everyone out or I have, like, the wrong, like, manners when we're eating food? So she starts studying really hard, like, what to do and how to eat properly. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so the day comes for filming and, uh, they go around town and Nanako does okay. She's reading off her lines off a sheet of paper and she delivers it relatively straight and she's like, yes, nailed it. And then Yukari does her lines and she does them like perfectly without reading off a of paper, like memorizes them. And she's Nanako's, off script. <laughs> and Nanako's like, oh shit, I still have a ways to go, don't I? <laughs> oh, senpai, so impressive. Ugh. Yes, yes. And then they get to the place for the food tasting, and Nana, like, this was the part that she was, like, freaking out about. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to eat right. She was, like, trying to, like, memorize all of the table manners, and she shows up, and it's a sweet shop. And she's like, oh, I was expecting, like, a meal, not sweets. I don't know what to do for sweets. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. Um, so, like, right before filming, Nana's just, like, freaking out. Like, what do I do? Who who should I talk to? What should I look at? What should I say? What if I eat it and I don't like it? What if my face, like, ruins this sweet shop forever and he never sells anything ever again because I hate the food, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, while she's musing this out loud, the sweet shop owner's like, I'm going to go in the other room. And he's all, like, sad. And this whole thing kind of reminded me of, like, the Cinderella Girls bit, like, with Chieri and Kanako, where, like, they were freaking mm-hmm. out internally, but all they had to do was enjoy the moment. Yeah. So Yukari is like, hey, what if instead of freaking out so much, you just practice, right? So, like, take a bite of the food, react naturally, and then that'll just be our practice for when you do it on camera. And Nanako's like, okay, sure. So she bites into the sweet, and then she's, like, ooing and aahing about how good it is and, like, describes it perfectly. And then... Uncle's like, okay, and cut. I never told you I wasn't filming. Here we go. That's our take. Hey, hey got him. So. <laughs> got him. <laughs> got him. So she did good there. Um, so it seems like overall, and then the sweet shop owner comes in and he's moved. So it's like they have a new fan. And again, there's a lot of jumping around because it's based off of four coma. So they'll be like, it feels like almost like there's three mini episodes in an episode a lot of the times. So if it mm-hmm. feels like jumping around, it's because it's just slice of life, guys. <laughs> yeah. So the it's SOL. SOL. Shit out of life. <laughs> Shit out of life. What? You <laughs> slice you out of luck. Cotton, continuity, you're SOL. <laughs> Shit out of luck because it's slice of life. Hey. Well, there's continuity. It's just short. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, so the next day, uh, Nanako is feeling more, like, into this local doll thing, like, 
They did good at filming. They just had their next TV broadcast. So she and Yukari message each other, and they decide to meet up at Yukari's apartment so they can talk about their plans for their idol group, like come up with a name, come up with like a big picture image, figure it all out. Uh, so she goes to Yukari's apartment. Um, Yukari like lives on an entire like penthouse floor. <laughs> like she doesn't yeah. share the floor with anyone else. Um, and she lives alone, so you find out, like, her parents don't live with her. Uh, so Yukari, the whole time Nana's there, and they're just talking about their plans, is, like, super stiff. Um, and Nana's like, hey, so you're acting really stiff. It's almost as if you've never had a friend over at your house before. And then Yukari starts tearing up, and Nana's like, I'm oh! sorry, I didn't mean to hit the nail on the head. Oh! <laughs> so this is apparently, like, the first time she's hosted someone at her apartment. Oh, baby. So they end up having a good time. They, like, talk a lot and eat cake. And then as she's leaving, Nana, like, turns to Yukari and she's like, I'm really glad that you're my partner and I feel like I can do anything as a local doll with you. So it's just cute. very cute. Um, so the next day, they get their first paycheck, the thing that Nana's been hoping for. Yay. Um, and she opens it up and she sees it's just their normal hourly wage and apparently all of the work they've been doing like exterminating pests and touring around and doing the sweet shop was volunteer work (laughs) 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 because they're helping out the city and then she starts complaining but then the uncle's like well we could pay you but it's the taxpayer's money and then she's like no she's like oh son of a bitch (laughs) son of a bitch my uncle got me there fucking got you got him Gotti. <laughs> but then he's like, but there's one thing. And then he hands them like an envelope and he's like, the owner of the sweet shops wrote you like this heartfelt letter and he gave us all these sweets because he thought you guys did a good job. And then there's a little cut of the sweet shop owner putting up a picture of him and the two girls in the front of his shop. So they made Aww, a meaningful cute. impact. Yeah. Cute, 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 cute. Uh, next episode, episode three. So the girls are walking into City Hall for their job, and they're, um, I guess they got a notice from someone in City Hall, like, they are going to make a new change to the marketing division. And Mm -hmm. so the girls are speculating, like, oh, maybe they're giving us a new member, right? Like, there's only two of us. Maybe there'll be a third person. Gotta have that trio. Mm -hmm. And they walk into the room. And there we meet another character. (laughs) It is a blue blob. <gasps> is this blue blob? It has like, it's like, well, it's precisely like four foot eight. <laughs> uh, it has black, like beady eyes, like a little happy mouth, uh, and it has like a big mackerel, a fish on its back, and he's carrying a trident. Uh, and <laughs> he is their new member, Uogokorokun. That's quite a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Uogokorokun. Uh, the uncle walks in. He's like, "Yep, this is our." New member, uh, it's a new local mascot. Uh, And he starts going in about local mascots, how like a lot of towns have them. They're great for merchandise and marketing and kids love them. So Mm -hmm. we decided to have one of those and he's going to work with you. Yay. And and at that point, I was like, I wonder if this is a mascot or if it's like an actual like weird being, you know, because sometimes anime (laughs) go that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then he talks, Uga Korakun talks, and it's terrifying. He sounds like an alien from another world. Uh, mm-hmm. The uncle's like, oh, it's voice changer is malfunctioning. Don't worry about it. And you're like, oh, phew. 
Yeah, I, I think I vaguely remember this character supposed to be like a personified raindrop or something. Yeah, well, the the city Narigakawa, its like main selling point is it's alongside a canal that was designed like in the olden days by like a Dutch person. It's one of the first Dutch canals in Japan. And I think Narigayama is the same way. It has that river, mm. same picture. Um, so he's supposed to be a drop of water from the canal, and he's holding a mackerel from the canal. So he's yes. a symbol of the canal. Um, and then the uncle's like, also, there's a kid inside, but they're nervous, so they're not coming out right now. You'll just perform with Ugokoro-kun today, and you'll meet the kid inside later. So I'm like, phew, there's someone inside. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just an ancient being. Look, it happens in Slice of Life anime. <laughs> it's common. I'm just thinking about, um, Chio's dad from Azumanga Daio. Mm-hmm, exactly. Similar vibe. <laughs> oh, it kind of gave me the feeling of, like, a more recent one, another gay one, like a Dachi and Shimamura. There's, like, just a random alien that just co- shows up and talks to them. And I'm like, okay. is this, like, the alien? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but there's someone inside this guy. So <laughs> they go on stage, um, and they introduce Ugokoro-kun. Uh, all the kids are so excited about this cute mascot character mm-hmm. um, until he talks and has the terrifying voice. But Hello. they're like, oh, it's okay. He has a sore throat. We'll interpret for him. Um, Sarah, I'm I'm gonna need you to give me your best approximation of this voice, please. I mean, it's like raspy and Ugokoro-kun, but like, here's the thing: is like it has like a lot of synthesis on it, so I can't <laughs> now. Maybe I'll edit it. We'll see if edit I remember it. to edit it. <laughs> okay, here, g- give me give me a line. Just feel like, hello, I am Ugokoro-kun. Hi, I'm Ugokoro-kun. Okay, and if that is synthesized, you know that Sarah got the voice changer working in whatever hey. program she. <laughs> So uh, he goes on stage, terrifying, but then um, Nanako is surprisingly good at interpreting what Ugokoro-kun wants to say with his body movements, and that also <laughs> becomes a running gag where Ugokoro will just do a random gesture, and Nanako's like, oh yes, this is exactly what it means, interpretation. <laughs> Interpretive dance. Yes. Um, but he wins the audience over by doing a backflip. Um, and apparently, incredible dexterity. <laughs> apparently, that's one of the biggest traits of Ugo Korakun from now on is he can backflip. The forbidden technique. The forbidden technique. Sarah, he, he knows, knows the, the forbidden, forbidden technique. technique. This is why it's an idol show. Idol Illuminati. <laughs> Ken fucking firm. Ken fucking firm. I can't believe that they learned that Honoka Love Live learned the forbidden technique from random girls in Lokodol. Yep. Um, so backstage, they go up to Ukukukoro-kun, and they're like, you did such a good job on stage. Like, your backflip was sweet. What a good job. And then Ukukoro-kun reaches up and pulls off his head, revealing yep. a cute girl inside. <gasps> the the character I instantly latched onto because relatable. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, her name is Yui. Uh, she has... Uh, brown hair, blunt bangs, and uh, most of her hair is, like, sticking up straight from her head in, like, a tiny ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first they think she's an elementary schooler because of her height. Um, at first she's, like, super shy and doesn't talk a lot. Uh, and even though she's cute, they're like, why weren't you just, like, a loco doll instead of being a mascot character? And she's like, I get nervous when people look at me directly. Fair. 
Um, also, I don't have any idle talents. I can't dance. I can't sing. All I can do is backflip. And everyone's like, um, that's pretty good, actually. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> you can backflip in the fucking mascot costume. Right? Like, that... That takes those strong fucking legs. And then there's a little gag where like she takes off the rest of her suit and she's like fucking stacked and they're like, "Oh, she's not a child. She's a high schooler." <laughs> she's boobled. <laughs> she's just short. She's just short. Like um, Sarah. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> I am I'm short. I'm not that young. So, later at school, uh she runs up to them. Apparently, she also goes to the same school as them. Um, And in fact, you actually had seen her before. She's also been in the background, Um, Mm -hmm. uh, usually just called out by name because, like, she's in the drama club and she's, like, wearing costumes. So the first time you meet her, she's in, like, a lion mascot suit and someone's just like, Yui, you're doing a good job. So it's just cute little, like, you see them before. Cute, cute, cute. Um, So she formally introduces herself and now she's part of the group as herself as Yui, not just Uo Gokoro-kun. Um... So there's just some more, like, chill slice of life stuff. I do want to point out that Yukari has a good friend in school, and she refers to Nanako as Yukari's wife a lot because they act no. like Because <laughs> they're married. I don't. <laughs> I, Sarah's loving this. I love it. Loving every moment of it. I'm here for me. It might be Yuri bait, but I, I'm bait. I'm on the hook. I'm here. <laughs> Pull me in, fisherman. <laughs> Pull me in. Um, I am Sarah, you're the mackerel. <laughs> I'm the mackerel on the hook, <laughs> reeled in by Yoga Korokun. <laughs> um, and so uh, everyone starts, to, they, like, they they introduce their friends to Yui, but they don't, like, quite say who Yui is because Yui's not comfortable saying that, you know, there's a person inside of Yoga Korokun, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like Disney characters. You're like, there's nobody inside of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> of course. It just is. Um, so they start talking about how things are changing. Um, and at one point their friends are like, hey, and like your performance with Uo Gokorakun, it was in the local paper and they show them the paper. And also in the paper, they start reading it and they're like, oh, it's cool. We got some publicity. And wait, hold on. They're calling us some, the Narigakawa girls. And so they're like, wait a second, is this our name now? And they're like, this is too hokey. We don't like it. But everyone else is like, everyone's calling you that now. So they have a new so name, the duo. They're, they're the Narigakawa girls, named by the papers, unable to change their name from the hokey name. There you go. Mm-hmm. See, this is got why you gotta establish a brand for yourself mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They it's took like, too long. Yeah, you took too long, and so they decide on something for you. It's like, if you're a serial killer, if you don't mm-hmm. want, if you want to decide your name, you gotta tell people, mm-hmm. you know? I, I, I got onto a rant on Twitter a couple weeks ago <laughs> about how we would have significantly fewer serial killers if they just gave them stupid names mm-hmm. in the papers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if you want more idol groups, you got to give them better names. Yep, I agree. It's like the opposite. Idols are intrinsically the opposite of serial killers. Okay. And now I'm, I'm waiting. I know, I'm for, like, wait, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be. They make idol shows out of everything. They make idol shows out of everything. Where is my murder idol show? I mean. Give us the murder idols. Perfect Blue was sort of there. No, no. We need like. Kinda. We need the, the main, the actual idols to be the murderers. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting. Yes. I'm waiting, anime companies. And we're not talking about, like, murder shows with anime characters. We're not talking about, like, a Danganronpa. We're talking, no. like... We've already done that. 
Yes. Mer- Danganronpa with idols has been done. It's Mm-mm. not an anime. It's a video game. It was never brought over into English. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably never be able to do it for the podcast with Breaks My Little Heart, first of all, because I am a known fan of the murder genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, I want to see just fucking like dark, evil idols who are just fucking killing people backstage. Yep. So not, not murder with idol side characters. Idols with murder. <laughs> I want to see an idol girl covered in blood. We should move on. And moving on <laughs> to our casual slice of life anime. So it's time for their next performance. Uh, this one is Uga Korokun's like actual debut debut. And mm-hmm. to go along with it, uh, they are given a new song for Uga Korokun and the Narigakawa girls which are Yui and Nana or not Yui which are Yukari and Nana are given their uniforms which are not like super involved idol uniforms they're just like a pink top with like red detailing and a red skirt and like a little yellow like sweater around their waist so nothing too fancy because they're local dolls Mm -hmm. they don't have a budget yes because um, it's taxpayer money. Because it's taxpayer money. Um, and Nana's kind of nervous because so far they've only ever sung the Onigari Kawa song on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yukari goes up to her and is like, it's okay. I know you'll be able, we'll be able to break out of our shell. We'll transform like a butterfly coming out of its chrysalis. It'll be all right. And Nana's like, yes, I can do it. We can transform. We can transform this town. We can transform this city. And we can make Ugokoro-kun shine. Uh, so they go on stage, uh, they introduce themselves. Oh, also, something when they introduce themselves, I'm not sure when this first happens, uh, but they start, uh, introducing themselves as their title within, like, their civil ser- civic servant position. So Nanako <laughs> calls herself the general manager of Nagari Kawa's advertising division, Nanyako. <laughs> and then Yukari calls herself the Narigakawa cheer squad captain. It's just pretty cute. Cute. So so that's what they call themselves. And then they start singing the Uga Korokun theme. Which is like this town's baby shark because it, they sing it all the time and it's very catchy. <laughs> baby shark, do 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 do, baby shark. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely for kids, right? Like it's very cutesy and it's just talking about like this is Uga Korokun's story and he's just this brave little mascot character, right? Mm-hmm. And then one of our idol tropes. Check it off the bingo card. It starts raining. No, the power! Or the rain. The rain. And the audience starts dispersing, right? And they're like, (gasps) oh no, this was our song debut. Uga Korokun's big, big break. And we just got our cute outfits. What are we going to do? And then Nana like flashes back to Yukari talking about like being like butterflies and breaking out their chrysalises and transforming themselves. 
And she's like, I have an idea. And so then she strips her outfit off, Whoa. revealing a bathing suit underneath, but she's stripped nonetheless. Uh, forces Yukari to strip into her bathing suit already. Also, the crowd goes wild. They finish their Uga Kora kun song. Uh, Uga Kora slash Yui is just like styling and they're like flipping and they're flopping in there. So, mascot characters doing fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and during all of this, uh, Nanako's friends are like in the audience watching and they're like, wow, Nanako's really become an idol. She's very different on stage. Wait, what did she just strip? Either way, we'll support her. So the townspeople are recognizing these girls as something. As uh, something. <laughs> Don't know if they're idols yet, but they sure are they're something. They're something. They're a noun. Uh, episode four. Um, there's like a little gag about like how on the news, popular idols have been getting like their clothes stolen by perverts or something. And Nanako mm. like being on edge. Um and then she walks into City Hall that day, and there is a random person messing with their clothes. And she's no! like, oh, no. And so she, like, runs out, and she's like, she's like, it's a stalker. It's a pervert, right? Like, she's freaking out, and she bumps into Yukari. And Yukari's like, I know I am, but please don't say it to my face sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all go into the room together, and it turns out this person is not a stalker. It's their new manager. So a new hey. character. Uh, her Hello. name is Sayori. Um, she also wears glasses like the uncle, so you can't see her eyes very much, but sometimes you can just, she does like the, you know, pensive Kiyoya glint, you know? Gotcha. Um, she has like ashy, dark, dark mid-brown hair, I guess. Um, it's like wavy and it's like shoulder length. She has kind of like star vibes as far as looking at her. Hey. She's good, she's good, she's good. Um, uh, she is definitely a manager type. She, like, schemes a little bit. Um, you could tell she is a super fan of these idol girls. Uh, later on, it's implied in one of the OVAs, which I will not go over, that she's also a cosplayer, which is kind of fun. Cute. Yes. So she has, and she always wears, like, a pencil skirt and shoot because she works for the city. Nice. Um, so... During the whole episode, like, whenever they do stuff, she's just, like, in the back taking a ton of pictures. Um, and you, like, get more on her that, like, she the whole time was a secret fangirl of the Nakarigawa girls and basically, like, already worked for City Hall but kind of wrestled her way into the position because she wanted to work for the idol group. Nice. Um, later, the girls find out through their friends that the Nakarigawa girls have a fan site and has a oh. lot of p- pictures and articles. Um, and it's, it's basically, it's, it's implied that it's Sayori. She's just been taking the pictures and articles and posting them as promotion. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Um, so that's the gag with the manager. So we'll wrap that part up. Uh, and then there's another little bit where after school, Yukari and Nana go to like a shopping center. Like it's pretty much the only, one of the only things to do in the town. So they're at the shopping center a lot and they do a lot of performances in the parking lot of the shopping center, but this time they're just there scouting it out. Mm. Uh, and they end up in, like, the kids' area. So, like, there's just, like, little, like, animal, like, bicycles to ride and a bunch of kids playing. And the kids start gathering around. They're like, oh, hey, aren't you the girls who sing with Uga Korokun? <laughs> like, because the kids like the mascot character. And they keep bothering the two of them until, like, Yukari's like, yes, we are, and we'll sing a song together. 
So they like start singing the Uga Koro-kun song and the kids are all happy. Um, there's a random mascot character in the back that's a bunny and handing out balloons who's like dancing along. And they're like, strange that the bunny is that good. But later on, Yui's like, I was moved by your performance. So it's like Yui's in the suit. Um, so they made the people happy. But in the end, the manager call- calls them and is like, hey, I heard about your performance. And even though people are really happy, just let me know ahead of time now because you're not working alone. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, they they feel chastised, but they're also like, you know, even though we have to report to our manager about these things and stuff, it's kind of nice because it's just showing that the Nakarigawa girls aren't just the two of us. We're a big team. It's like us, yeah. but it's also City Hall and our manager and all the townspeople. So it's nice to have all these people behind our back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Next episode, episode five. Um, so all the girls are like doing their normal jobs. This time they're in that same shopping center parking lot. Um, they're selling the local specialties, which are mirror and wine and um, croquettes, which mm-hmm. I think are also specialties of the real life place again, Nagarayama. So would make sense. This totally fictional town. Totally fictional town. Nagarikawa. The Ka mm-hmm. is important. Um, and so, like, they do a good job at the local thing. But then the manager's like, hey, I want you girls to think about what you want the Nakarigawa girls to be. Like, we're doing good at these local events. But as local dolls, we need to start thinking about a way to get your name out there to promote tourism into the town, not just within the town. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yui, Yukari, and Nana later are all like eating lunch together and they brainstorm like ways that they can grow Nakarigawa girls. And in doing so, they start talking about like why they became idols, right? And Yukari is like, I just wanted to see more of the world. And Yui says, I want to be a professional voice actor, so I'm doing this to save up money for acting school. And then Nanako's like, I'm doing this because I could get paid 10, 10, 1,000 yen an hour. <laughs> right? She's like, but I can't say hour. that. <laughs> um, but then she also flashes back and remembers like when she was little, she like wrote a paper in elementary school saying when she grew up, she wanted to be an idol. So she's like, well, I guess that's kind of funny. That's that. <laughs> Um, but all of them are like, well, all of our original reasons are separate, but our dream is to promote Nakarigawa's like tourism. So they all resolve that their their first goal, their first big goal that they're going to work hard towards in the next few months or years is to appear on national television and promote their town. And they're all happy and excited with their new resolve when they get a text message from their manager saying that they're going to be on national TV. <laughs> <gasps> and they're like, we put no effort into this, what? And they're like freaking oh, out. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so the national television program that they're appearing on is the National Cute and Loose Characters Day. So it's basically mm-hmm. like a field day for town mascot characters. Yeah, I remember this bit. Um, but the Nakarigawa girls will be there too. They will be introducing Uga Koro-kun, singing his song, and doing like a little bit on TV to promote the town. Um, so Nana is like, uh, how am I supposed to promote the town? I don't know what to say about the town. So during, like, after this, they're like, okay, to prepare for the Cute and Loose Characters Day, we'll go around town and we'll look at the local sites. And so there's a lot of little 
scenes around town like they go to the river and they go to this cafe and they go to the city hall and the local shrines so it's just a lot of little tourism and a lot of these places show up again in later episodes so it's just laying out the scenes reusing backgrounds yes Um, (laughs) this is also where you find out about uh, Ugo Korakun's design being that he's like the river mascot I guess with a fish (laughs) I represent the river. Yes. My name is Wogo Korokun, and I speak for the river. I speak for the river. <laughs> uh, and there's, like, a little shrine by the river, and they all, like, give a prayer at it. And, like, you know, like, Yui's like, I hope Wogo Korokun makes everyone happy. But, like, Nana is her prayer is, like, I hope things resolve nicely without a deduction to anyone's salary. <laughs> Which I just enjoy how, how practical she is. It's so good. Episode six, it is time for the cute and loose characters field day. Whoa! So the event is being pre-filmed, so it's not like a live thing. Um, so there's a little less pressure there. Um, and it opens with just like a cute little sequence of all the mascot characters introducing cute and loose field characters day. And there's like a mouse and like a star with a black body and like Ugo Korakun, right? And then it cuts to backstage and it's all the mascot characters like taking off these their heads and they're all like these buff guys, a lot of them a lot older, and they're just all sweaty and sighing because of how <laughs> Ew, hot it is. No. no. <laughs> it's like the illusion. <laughs> it's been it's been taken away. The illusion's been shattered. Oh um, god. So after uh the characters are on their break after being filming the introduction, it's time for all of the like I guess for Disney terms, face characters to go on and, like, introduce their town. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the part that Nana and Yukari were, like, nervous about because this is when they have to go and talk. Um, Sayori's like, oh, I'm not going to give you a script. Just go on and talk about the things you learned when you toured around the town last episode. And they're like, um... Just go with the flow. Just do what comes naturally. Well, what comes naturally is taking our clothes off and wearing <laughs> swimsuits instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they go on scriptless, and Nana opens up with, like, Nagari Kawa doesn't have anything special at all. And then she pauses, Oof. and then Sayori's like, oh, shit. And then she's like, but that's just how it seems on the outside. And then Yukari's like, and you can find out more at our website. <laughs> Here's uh, a QR code. Yes. Um, but at the end, she says a tagline, which is good city, good people, Nagarikawa. Um, and that tagline also shows up a few times. So that's like a running tagline that they ended up giving their town that they didn't have before. Yeah. Um, and then it's back to mascot characters. So they're off their break. Um, it's a field day, so there's all sorts of different events. Um, the first one is like a multi-character wrestling match where like each of the mascot suit characters have like to push the other person out like sumo style out of the circle, right? Oh boy. Um, one of the characters is kicking butt. It's the star with the black bodysuit, but um, the star is definitely played by a different person at this point because he went from having a cute little like round body to being like super buff with the star head. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, incredibly intimidating. Um, Uogo Korakun, meanwhile, has not been matched up against the star, thankfully, just other mascot suit characters. But you also know that, like, it's little Yui inside and all the other characters are these big buff men. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, Nana and Yukari start singing the Uogo Korakun theme, theme in the background while Uogo Korakun slash Yui starts, like, doing the competition. Um, 
and Uga Korakun does good because the other people keep disqualifying themselves. Oops. Like one person trips and their head rolls off. Another person like jumps up on stage but then gets a back cramp. Um, there's an obstacle course where like you know they have to jump and eat the loaf of bread, but like you could uh-huh. see the person's hand underneath, so the comp- competitor gets to qual- disqualified. Um, so the announcer is starting to say like, "Oh, Ugokorokun is starting to win because his special talent is inflicting bad luck on other people." Oh shit. <laughs> This reminds me of, have you seen that, I, I'm not sure if it was at the Olympics, but like it's that skating competition where it's just like a bunch of dudes and they're all skating. It's like an ice skating race mm-hmm. and just like everybody behind, like the guy is in last place, but then everybody in front of him trips and so he ends up getting first. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> it's just like that. So Yui backstage is upset and worried that like, this idea that Uga Korakun is cursing the other players is going to make the city look bad. But, mm-hmm. like, Nanako is like, no, you're doing great, and, like, pumping her up, like, being like, we're going to win this thing, you're going to win this thing. Also, uh, Sayori comes in and she's like, she's like, also, it's okay because you're just giving more airtime for Uga Korakun, so you're promoting the city, so we're good. There you go. Um, So, in the end, uh, Uga Korakun makes it to the finals, so out of, like, I don't know, maybe like 20 characters, he's in the top eight. And the next event is like where they're all wearing, all the mascot characters are wearing headbands and they have to steal the headbands off of the other characters. And Yui at first is like down, like I don't want to win just based on luck, right? So she's like not quite sure what to do and just floundering. And then all the other mascot characters that she like beat by technicalities are in the audience and they start gesturing and like giving her like gesturing words of encouragement <laughs> like Dude. you can do it like just be strong never give up it's just all these mascot characters and then Ugo Korokun starts shining and taking all the headbands yeah which is it, it's just a very cute sequence um and in the end he is in the semifinals Ugo Korokun but in the semifinals the first person he's going up against in once again a one to one wrestling match is Buff Starman. <gasps> no. Um. So Yui's like, I don't know if I can win this one backstage. And Sayori's like, What are you talking about? The goal was never to win. It's just to have screen time. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, So don't focus on winning. Just focus on not like hurting yourself because this Buff Man could hurt you. Yeah, don't let the buff man get you down. Uh, so she goes on stage, and she's, like, determined not to get hurt. And buff Starman goes in with, like, a multi-hit, like, aura, aura, aura attack, right? And so Yui does what she does best, and she tries to dodge it by doing a flip. Yeah, the forbidden technique! The forbidden technique. Um, She ends up flipping onto him, right? <gasps> Knocking him over. And knocking yourself over, and then it fades. And Starman in the end wins. Uh, and you find out that Yui did hurt herself. Oh no! Even though they told her not to. It's the one thing. So she didn't win. She would have won because she took Starman out, but uh, she hurt herself so she couldn't get back up, so she lost. No, heckin' rip. But uh, Sayori, like, checks on her, and she's mostly okay at this point. She just needed to rest. 
And she's like, hey, even though you hurt yourself, I'm glad that you did your best and you did good enough and it's okay. And then like Nana and Yukari show up and they're like giving her hugs and like, you did so good. Your flip was amazing. And then like all the other half-dressed mascot people are like looking from afar being like, oh, look at these girls and their friendship. It's so sweet, <laughs> you know? Look at these main characters being adorable. Um, and then at the end of the day, they're all waiting for their ride to go home because I guess like the uncle came and picked them up. Um, and while they're waiting, Huey like falls asleep because she's exhausted. And no. a guy comes over and he introduces himself as the person who was inside of the Starman. And he's like, wow, I had no idea that the person inside of Uga Korakun was just, like, a small child. He's <laughs> like, oh, shit, well, now I kind of feel a little bad. Yeah, and then Nanako's like, well, Uga Korakun would want to say, thank you very much. We don't want to wake him up right now, and also, we're glad that you won. And then the guy's like, well, I know I will definitely visit Nagarikawa because of all the cute and friendly people there, right? Aww. And then the girls are happy because, like, they achieved their goal in getting more tourism. And then they go home nice. and fall asleep, on, like, in the back of the van together, and it's cute. Cute, cute, cute. Episode 7. Uh, it's the day of the broadcast of Cute and Loose Characters Day. Um, all the three main girls are like kind of nervous to watch but like everyone in Nagarikawa is excited um Nana's mom bought like a DVR and so her <laughs> parents or her grandparents apparently bought like a whole TV um but she's like I'm gonna show up for like 30 seconds and it's like introduce our town and that's it so <laughs> uh meanwhile Yukari um that night isn't unable to watch the show because she's a fancy rich girl and she has to go to a fancy rich party so Ew. she is not watching um and yui's family also throws a party but it's like just a small one at their house um it looks like she has a big family like lots of siblings lots of cousins a lot of them seem to be living and working in the same house yeah. um and then as the broadcast comes on um yukari again is not able to watch it uh she's doing her thing with her she's you meet her grandpa a little bit and her aunt apparently is throwing the party uh yui and her family are starting to watch and then the family's power goes out because of all the people there and all the things they've been doing for the party so she can't watch and nanako and her family are watching but then as soon as she comes on stage like everyone starts texting her um including like the <laughs> person in the sweet shop and the beekeeping company and so she's like too busy answering texts to watch which oh, like no. <laughs> which actually is very realistic if you think you know yeah too real the only time she does look up is like not during her performance she has a little break and her parents are like oh look there's some other loco dolls um and you see some characters you'll meet later they're the awa awa girls or awa two girls awa awa uh they're just other loco dolls and they do very good on tv and when they get into school, the next day, all three of them are like, I'm so sorry I didn't get to watch the performance. And But they, like, say at the same time. So they're like, it's okay, we'll watch it together, which is cute. Cute. So that is the end of that little arc. The next day, they go into City Hall. And Nana walks in, and she sees Uga Korakun, and he waves at her. And she waves back, and then Yui walks in. And she's Ooh. like, wait a second. If you're there, who's in there? Um, and so she starts freaking out, being like, who is inside Uogokoro-kun if it's not Yui? Imposter! It's an imposter! Amogus! I saw <laughs> uh, And Sayori comes in, the manager, 
And she's like, well, Yui's work has been getting crazy. Like, Ugo Korakun's been invited to all of these events, like even out of city. And like, Yui herself physically doesn't have the time to do all of them. So we hired someone else to also be Ugo Korakun. Whoa, two. Two. Two Ugo Korakun. And they're like, we planned on doing it earlier, but it was hard to find someone who could work hourly for really cheap and is also 146 centimeters tall. So, which is short. Is short. And then Ugo Korokun takes off his head, and we see our next main character. Her name is Mirai. Uh, she has like orangey brown hair and two low ponytails. Um, she's kind of the Yukiho personality of the show, so just like mm-hmm. super shy and meek. Shy baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and as practice at the next event, uh, she will be inside of Uogo Koro-kun and Yui will be her mentor. But the important thing is, can she do sick flips? Well, Uh-oh. we'll talk about that later. Oh, no. Um, so she goes on stage um, and she does really well. Like, despite her shy personality, like her movement is really bombastic. Um, she asked for some advice, but Nanako's like, I'm not sure if I can teach you anything. You did good. Um, and then also at the very end, after this Uga Korokun performance, uh, they're selling Uga Korokun merch at like a little booth in the shopping center. And a lady comes up and she's like, hey, aren't you the Narikawa girls? I saw you on TV and I came to visit the city because of you. So it's another oh, like, oh, shit. they're promoting tourism. Is working. Next episode. So those are kind of setups for this episode, episode eight. Um, Mirai is still too shy to talk to any of the other girls, right? Because she's the Yukiho. Mm. She's a baby. Nanako tries to like break her out of the shell, like takes her to karaoke, tries to find commonalities, but she's just like too shy to talk. Oof. Um, so she goes up to Yui and is like, hey, I this is kind of hard. I, I really want her to feel like she can be loose with us, but... I feel like I'm just scaring her. So do you have any advice on how to get close to Mirai? And Yui's like, well, I'm sure if you talk to her and spend time with her, it'll be okay because I know her really well because actually I'm the one who scouted her to be Uga Korokun because she's oh, in oh. drama club here with me. And you're like, oh. oh. Um, so the later on at work, um, they're like, hey, Nana, why don't you work with Mirai and help her do Ogokoro-kun stuff so you can get closer, wink, wink, right? Like, it's a way to get mm-hmm. them to be close. Like, uh, Nanako, like, gives advice because, again, she's the Ogokoro-kun whisperer. Like, she can always tell what Ogokoro-kun <laughs> means in his movements, like we found mm-hmm. out at the beginning. Um, so she gives her advice, like, be a little more wobbly with your arms or be a little more loosey-goosey, and she, like, follows perfectly. And after Mirai's, like, I'm sorry you have to help someone like me practice so much. But Nana's like, it's not like someone like you. We're friends. Like, this is not a burden on me. It's something I like to do. And also, all of us have the same goal of helping Nagarikawa, so I'm happy to help where I can. Which I think calms Mirai down, which is sweet. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, they're practicing, and... Uh, Nana is helping Mirai perfect Ugokoro-kun's movements, which means practicing the forbidden technique. (gasps) The forbidden technique! And so Mirai attempts to do a flip. And she flips, (gasps) but she lands rough on her ankle and and twists it. Oh no! And Sayori rushes in and is like, 
don't flip. And she's like, but that's the thing Ugo Korokun does. And she's like, actually, I've been trying to get Yui to stop flipping too because it's trying, it's encouraging all the children in the audience to flip, which is a bad oh, idea. No. Oh no. <laughs> Um, it really is the forbidden technique. It's the forbidden technique. For, for those who ha- maybe haven't been listening to our podcast very long and aren't sure what we keep saying, the forbidden technique, <laughs> we talked about that in the I7 episode too. Uh, go back and listen to our Lun- Love Live Sunshine episodes and if you'll you, get it. If you want to hear Ultimate Chaos, listen to our Love Live episodes. <laughs> yeah, our Love Live episodes always end up being the fucking weirdest ones. I don't know why. Love Live and then Udapri, those are the ones that go chaos. <laughs> When are you going to do season three of Udapri, Sarah? When the people are ready. I don't know if they're ready oh, for shit. that yet. Oh, shit. You hear that, punks? <laughs> you hear that? Sarah thinks you're not up to season three of Udapri. The Idoluminati will get us if we do it too quickly. They already got us once. They did. Sarah bought 3.0. Beep boop. <laughs> Um, so because Mirai hurt her ankle, Yui steps up and is like, I know this was going to be your debut, like, fully as Yugo Koro-kun, but I'll go in the suit. Uh, you'll be okay. We'll just get you next time, right? So she goes on stage and does really good, but, like, by the time she steps off backstage, Yui is already pretty tired because she's been doing all these side jobs as Yugo Koro-kun all week, right? Mm. And, uh, like, during the rest time, Mirai is like, you do so you work so hard you do so good like i don't think i could live up to you but yui kind of reminisces to her like you know the reason why i chose you to be ugokoro kun is because when we're in drama club together you're always helping out and you always notice when people need a break or like what to do to change their lines to make our performance better and i can tell you're a really caring and observant person which makes you a better ugokoro kun than anyone else not just your height right mm-hmm. um which, like, touches her a lot. And then Yui goes up to get back in the suit for her next performance and then, like, faints a little. And Mirai catches her. And she realizes, like, when she caught her that her ankle wasn't that bad. And she's like, I'll go in the suit this time. It's okay. So she gets in the suit. Sarah, Sarah, wait. Sarah, wait. Get in the mascot suit or else Yui will have to do it again. Uh-oh. Get in the mascot suit, Mirai. <laughs> Eva reference! Clog that shit off your bingo sheet! (laughs) 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 So, um, during, like, all of this discussion and her getting in the suit, um, Nana and Yukari are, like, doing other stuff, like, they're being filmed, so they meet, like, Ugo Korokun on stage, and they start doing the performance and the song, and, like, they're observing Ugo Korokun, and they're like, oh, I guess Mirai's leg still hurts, because that's definitely Yui in the suit, because only Yui can move Ugo Korokun perfectly like that. But then they go backstage, and they see Yui, and they're like, oh, shit! (laughs) goddamn second! (laughs) So, in the end, it was Mirai, and they're all like, wow, you're perfect, we're so glad you did it. And then Mirai's like, I hope I didn't do too good because I don't want Yui to leave. And they all freak out. But Yui's like, I'm not leaving. They they needed two people. That's the whole point. That's the whole reason you are here. They're all happy to work together as a team of four now. Cute, 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 cute. So next episode, episode nine, um, it starts out with a uh, some drama where Nana was talking to her friends and her friends are like, isn't it weird that all of the people in the tourism division all go to the same high school? Do you think your uncle has some shady dealings with like the principal or something? And Nana like goes and confronts her uncle being like, why are all these girls from the same school? 
And then the uncle's like, well, do you honestly want to know why I scouted you and Yukari? And Nana's like, yes, I definitely want to know. And she's, he's like, well, Yukari I scouted because the former mayor recommended her. And Nanako's like, wow, that's crazy. That's a big deal. And you, Nanako, you're an idol because you're my niece. I'm in charge of this division. You're, you won't give up and you're convenient. <laughs> and oh, she's like, okay. Oof. Youch. Yowzas. Um, and then there is an event where Ugokoro-kun is train station master for the day. Um, and they are MCs. Yukari is the main MC. Uh, Nanako is mostly there just to, like, help Yui guide Ugokoro-kun around. The handler. The, the handler. handler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she's doing, Yukari is doing perfect as always, like, introducing herself smoothly, always knowing what to say. Um, at some point mid-filming, the former mayor shows up, the one mentioned earlier in the episode, and it turns out the former mayor is Yukari's grandpa, so it's nepotism in every way. <laughs> hey! Um, but at the same time, Nanako's like, well, Yukari comes from, like, this prestigious background, but here she is just being a local doll with me. Like, I feel like this is a... She's steeping low for this, but I'm, you know, happy to meet her grandpa. Um, but then they go backstage, uh... And they still have, like, some more filming to do. Like, the this was, like, the opening of Station Master for the day. And they have stuff at the end of the day to be, like, the end of Ugokoro-kun's Station Master for the day. But during this downtime, uh, Yukari starts, like, acting kind of funny. Like, her cheeks get all blushy. And then she's, like, like just giggling to herself and being super clingy. And then they realize she has a fever. So she got sick. Oh, no! Um, and so Nanako takes over as the MC. Uh, she's her clumsy self, but like it's like all the townspeople know her for it, so they're, they're all happy anyways. So the next day, Nana goes to Yukari's house to like take care of her. Um, Yukari, when she's sick, is like extra clingy and extra lovey-dovey, so there's that. Um, Nanako, meanwhile, is like still thinking like, why does Yukari put up with me? Like, I'm not as good as her. Uh, she has like this prestigious background why she's a local doll with me even though, like while she's sick she's thinking about this so Nanako's there she's taking care of her Yukari's happy because she's super gay and there's a point where like Nanako goes in the other room to heat up porridge and then we have a flashback and this is a flashback of the time that Yukari met Nanako for the first time and what happened was Yukari was working at the shopping center, the only shopping center, and she was a mascot character there handing out balloons. And while she was handing out balloons, she ran to a little girl, and the little girl was lost. And, like, while she was employed, she's like, I don't know what I should do. I had my post. I knew I wasn't supposed to leave it. I didn't want to get fired, but there's this little girl. And then Nanako walks up. And Nanako, like, goes down and talks to the little girl and calms her down and, like, asks her what she can do. And uh, Yukari is, like, talking to Nanako, like, hey, are you an employee or something? You seem to know what to do. And Nanako's like, oh, no, I just want to take care of someone when they're crying. And you, Nanako's like, and I'll go help this girl find her parents. I'll take her to security. You can keep handing out balloons. It's okay. I know you have a job to do. But then Yukari's, like, moved by, like, how Nanako, like, stopped her shopping trip to help this little girl. And is like, I'll help her, too. So they go around and look for the little girl's mom together, and they end up finding it. Um, at the end of the day, Nanaka, the store Nanako went to go to, I think it was to get her high school uniform, so a relatively important trip. 
um, was closed. So she's like, oh, I'll just come back next time. But it was worth it to find that little girl's mom. And Yukari's like, wow, this like really changed me from just being like someone going through motions to being like, I can break out and make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And so back in real time, she's looking at Nanako, who's like feeding her porridge out of a spoon and is like, Nanako, I'm really glad you're my partner. And then Nanako's like, I'm really glad you're my partner too. And then they're like, Cute. yeah. Um, and she's then Yukari starts talking about how when she heard that Nana was going to be the other local doll, she was just happy and excited to work with her. Like it, she didn't even worry about how they would mesh because she knew they would get along. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nanako like is like, yeah, and I feel the same way. I feel like it's really fate that we're together. And it's like, cool. Yep. And the next day at school, Yukari is better, um, but she fakes sick a little bit, so Nanako dotes on her, which is yeah. pretty great. <laughs> yeah, she's good. <laughs> Episode 10. Sayori, their manager, announces that she submitted them to be entered in the Lokodol Festival, which <gasps> is a two-day competition for Lokodols around the area. Perfect for them. Um, but she's like, but also... The only downside is it's the same weekend as the summer festival, so if you want to do it, it's going to be really busy. But Nanako and Yukari are like, yeah, we'll do it. It doesn't matter how busy it is. What in the love life, sunshine? Which technically came after this, I think. <laughs> I can't believe love life, sunshine, stole from Lokodol. How rude. So they all agree. And then Sayori's like, well, one thing, though, since you did agree... I have a request of you, and that is that you girls write a new song for the Nakarigawa girls. <gasps> Cross that trope off the list. Write a song. And they're like, why does it have to be us? Like, Ugakoro-kun got, like, a song custom written. And then Sayori's like, well, we don't have time, and we don't have budget, so write so a song. So we're going to make the amateur do it. <laughs> yep. Um, so they decide to divvy up the work. Um they so Yukari like volunteers herself for doing the um, music because she knows piano. Yui is like, I will do choreography because I can do flips and shit. And so they're like, so I guess that means Nana, you're writing the lyrics. Womp. Womp. Um, and so she's like hesitant, but she's like, well, I guess if that's the only way. And then she goes to her uncle and her uncle's like, yep. And if you write the song, you'll get royalties off of it. And she's like, this is a world I don't understand and just like freaks out. Um, so all the girls split up. Uh, Yui starts like just you can see her just doing dancing. Um, Yukari is at the piano and she's working hard. Uh, Mirai actually even steps in, even though she's preoccupied with Ugokoro-kun work during the week. Um, she's like, well, I'll just study a bit on, like, grammar and stuff so I can help edit Nana's lyrics when she's done. Nanako, meanwhile, is just, like, the scene from Spongebob where she's just like, what I learned in boning school is. <laughs> like, she does what not. What I learned <laughs> being an idol is. Um, like, she has no idea what to write. Relatable. Um, so, like, she comes in, like, the next few days and is like, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. And, you, like, she's clearly stressed and distracted, like, during work and school. And um, at some point, Yukari is like, well, why don't you just, like, write about the Narigakawa girls, like, what we've done and stuff. And she, like, is like, oh, yes, perfect, I got it. And she writes it out, but it's just, like, a list of, like, all of their horrible menial tasks they do, like, clearing beehives. 
Mwah. And they're like, well, maybe not like this, which sends Nana back into the stress spiral. So even her friends at school try to give her advice, but like she just can't break it. Like she's like, I don't know how to write about the Narigakawa girls in a way that feels good in a song because I've never written a song before. Um, so after school, Nanako's like on the verge of like giving up, right? And she's like, I'll talk to Yukari. So she and Yukari go on a date after school and mm. she's like, hey, I need help writing these lyrics because I don't know how to express the feelings about Nakarigawa girls I have. And Yukari's like, yes, yeah, sure, but let's not just do it in one place. And then they go on like a tour around town and they eat sweets and they hang out at Yukari's house and they watch movies and they take a bath together. And then Yay. like the whole time they're brainstorming lyrics together. Um, and I guess there's some, like, text overlaid, like, where Nanako's saying, like, during just the time of them having fun, they casually came up with lyrics. So when the pressure was off, the lyrics flowed. And also when they went on their cute date. There we go. Because they're in love. <laughs> according to Sarah. I think according to the show, to be honest. <laughs> um, so the next day, uh, she shares uh, the lyrics with Mirai, who immediately goes and edits and returns them back to her, like, within the hour, and they're better than ever before. So check mark that editing's done. And then they hand off the lyrics to Yui, and she comes back the next day with choreography. Check mark that's done. And Yukari's like, oh, and I also wrote the music, so that's done. And then, like, Nanako's like, well... I took, like, a week, and you guys all took, like, a few hours, so... Womp. Um, but then they're, like, like they had all of that done, and they're all at school, and they're, like, well, only thing left to do is to practice for the fest. And they're, like, well, why don't we go downstairs to the drama club and practice? So they go and they practice their new song. And all of their friends and teachers are there watching them because they're all excited, which is pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Nanako's friends are observing again, and, like, they just start monologuing about how Nanako's grown. So it's like, oh, she's doing good. She wrote her own lyrics. She's really invested. It's, to her, to them, it seems like she's taking this more seriously than someone would just take a part-time job. So they're proud of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then at the end of the episode, they deliver the new song to Uncle and Sayori. And Sayori's like, yep, we'll get this, like, professionally arranged, because... We have budget for that, I guess. For, for that. <laughs> uh, there's a little joke where they're like, well, who wrote the Ugo Koro-kun song? And the uncle steps in and is like, oh, it was me. I was in a band in college. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> the stiff man. Okay, dude. <laughs> okay, dude. Um, and then Nanako speaks up. And she's like, I know we wrote this so we could enter the Lokodol Festival with it. But to me, I was really inspired after going on this date around town with Yukari. And I feel like because we're local dolls, the right thing to do would be to debut it here locally in town before the big fest. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the girls agree. And then Uncle and Siori are like, well, it'd be worse for publicity. It'll be worse for publicity, but I don't think it matters that much. So sure. Hmm. So at the next event, uh, which again is in the parking lot of the shopping mall, um, they go out and there's like only like a scattering of people like there's not very many but either way they're very encouraged because they're like well this is who our music is really for is the people of our town and they go out and they start singing and then it's the end of the episode <sighs> oh. so you don't get to see their song yet <gasps> but it's okay because we'll get there soon next episode I hope either this one or the next one but soon <laughs> episode 11 it is time for the Locodol Festa 
So you find out that there are 12 groups competing, um, which is more than previous years. Uh, I guess there's no prize money. Like, it's just, like, whoever wins gets, I guess, a lot of um, publicity. Uh, last notoriety. year, Notoriety. Last year, Awa Awa Girls won last year. Um, and they're the ones that you saw on TV before during the Cute and Loose Characters Day. Um, and apparently, ever since they won, they've been doing so good that they're like almost like the same level as professional idols in popularity. So it's like mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, it's a two-day event. The first day, all of the groups will have like booths and they'll be selling local goods and doing like a little like stage talk on like their group. And then the next day is the music competition. Uh-huh. So they get to the place where the festival is. They have to take the train. I'm assuming... If this is based off of, like, the real-life Nagariyama, maybe, like, it, I would assume, like, an event like this would be in Tokyo. So they probably mm-hmm. took, like, the hour and 15-minute train to get there, right? Yeah. Um, so when they get there, they meet the people at their stall, which are selling the Mirin uh, soda and croquettes and orange jello, which uh, you they did, like, in previous episodes. So it's what the town's known for, for the, so they're selling it. Um and also while they're there, they start meeting some other local dolls. So this is like their first time meeting other local dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, their booth is right next to Awa Awa Girls, but the girls aren't there. But there's like a ton of people swarming their booth like for merchandise of like their pictures and like t-shirts, right? Nice. Hey, Sarah, quick aside about Awa Awa Girls because I was curious and I'm still on the local doll uh, Wikipedia page. I looked it up. So one of the members is voiced by Chihaya. One of them is voiced by Honoka Lovelock. <laughs> uh, and then the third one, I don't recognize her name, but she was apparently Suki in the Love Live Sunshine movie. There we go. Um, she's also in Bang Dream. She's Michelle, which I believe is like a mascot character. Oh, uh, she's Miria from Cinderella Girls. Hey, that's that's why our our girls is popular because they're there idols. Because they're all like they're idols, Idaru voice actors. Yep. Um, and then also across the way is like another like very popular idol group booth. Um, so they start meeting some of the other local dolls, specifically the people across from them, and they just ha- start having casual conversation of like what it's like to be a local doll. And like Nana's like, yeah, I really hate it when we have to do like the bee exterminating and all this volunteer work, and they're like. <laughs> You have to what now? (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, yeah, you know, we're employed by the city for a thousand yen an hour. And they're like, how much? (laughs) Because I guess uh, all of the other groups are pretty much not city employees. Most of the other local dolls are like working for talent agencies, which are contracted to by the city. So they're like actually idols, not just like city employees with random girls. Mm -hmm. Um. At some point, the Awa Awa girls go on stage. Uh, they, like, have a very, like, dominating stage presence, like, very idly, very happy. The audience, like, kind of, or all the audience, like, goes from, like, the stall area to go and watch them just because they're that popular. Yeah. Um, so, like, Yukari and Nana are both a little, like, intimidated because they're like, maybe we don't actually have a good chance at this competition. <laughs> so uh, Sayori eventually tells them to go on break, right? Because it's like a hot day. Yeah. Um, and Yukari is like, hey, I have an idea, Nana. This might help us become less nervous to- for tomorrow. And she takes Nanako to go to the place where they're going to have their performance the next day. 
which is a theater. It's not like a giant like idol theater. It's definitely made for like a local dole event, right? Yeah. Just like a normal theater sized theater. And when they go in, who else is there scouting out the place but the Awa Awa girls? Oh, rivalries. Yes. So they end up saying hi. Both the groups say hi to each other. Um, the Awa Awa girls are very surprisingly like normal when they talk to them. They're not like mm-hmm. huffy idols. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're just normal high school girls, too. Um, they start like reminiscing about like what it was like when they were less popular idols like uh, uh, Kagariya. Nakarigawa, when they were less popular idols, like Nakarigawa <laughs> girls. <laughs> Too many you can do it, I believe in you. Nakarigawa girls. Um, because I guess ever since they won the competition last year, they've been so popular that they can't be out in public without disguises. Uh, they can't help with their local booth because it gets swarmed. And last year, they were able to do all these things, and it was way more fun just to enjoy the time with the people in the city that they were close to. So they tell the Nakarigawa girls, like, enjoy it, have fun. Like, that's what we wish we could do, right? Mm. Um, And overall, they just have, like, some friendly rivalry going around. Like, not any mean girl stuff. Just like, oh, we'll definitely beat you. Or, oh, our town has the best goods. Like, just cute little stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Friendly rivalry. Yeah. So after this, um, Nanako is especially inspired because it kind of refocused her Again, to be less like we have to win the competition and more of like we're local dolls, so our point is promoting our town. Like, it's we're not idols, we're local dolls. Mm-hmm. So, before they go on stage to present their booth, um, Nanako's like, I have an idea, right? So, when they go up, instead of being like, Hey, we are Nakarigawa girls, we're idols, she goes up and she's like, Hey, we're from Nakarigawa. There's our booth. Here's what we're selling. Here's our cute mascot. Come visit our town. So again, oh. more focused on promoting tourism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and while they're doing this, the Awaba girls are like in the back in their disguises and they're looking like serious. Like, this is definitely something that they would do. Good job. <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Um, so after their little like stage introduction, the line for the food stall is like, long and like all the kids are there to see Ogokoro kun um and then all the stall workers are like really enthusiastic like nana and yukari are like happily handing out croquettes and even mirai is like calling out to like the crowd being like come here which is a big deal because she's the shy one mm-hmm. um and at the end of the day uh their stall sells out of all of the local goods so they're like really happy about it um, they noticed that the stall next door, the Awa Awa Girls stall, did actually sell out of all the Awa Awa Girls merchandise. And Nanako's like, I wonder if one day we'll sell out of our merchandise like that, even though we don't have merchandise right now. <laughs> Someday we'll be sellouts. Uh, but meanwhile, the Awa Awa Girls are also aside in their own like little area, and they're looking at Nakarigawa's booth, and they're like... Looks like they sold out of all their local goods. We only sold out of our merchandise, and we didn't sell out of our local goods. It feels like our city, mm. like our local doll priority isn't right. Like we need oh, to refocus oh, oh. and focus more oh, on our oh. town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the next day will be the performance. Um, that night, Nanako is too nervous to sleep. Um, she's sharing a hotel room with Yukari. 
And she's like, I don't know if I can sleep. I'm too nervous about tomorrow. And then Yukari's like, well, what if you slept next to me? Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. Unless. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> and then Anika, like, goes into bed next to her. And Yukari is like, oh, shit. But then, like, Yukari has trouble sleeping because her crush is in bed with her. It's cute. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, and also, there's a little scene of manager Sayori staying up late at night working on something. And you're like, oh, what is it? Oh, hello. So episode 12, last episode of the actual series. So again, there's OVAs after, but this is our last episode. And it is the day of the performance. Um, you find out that part of the pressure from before, um, I, I think I mentioned that there was overlapping work. Well, the work is seriously overlapping, where they have their performance and the announcements will be read out. And then they're going to have to travel immediately back to Nagarikawa to work at the summer festival. So it's like they have like a very tiny time window to make the train that'll get them there in time, right? Just like Love Life. Um, so they're extra nervous because I guess the day before, all of the groups drew lots to see what order they'd be performing in. And Nagarikawa is going straight last. So they have to wait for all the other groups, which just puts more pressure on making it in time. Um, there's, like, a cute moment where, like, Nana and Yukari are, like, reassuring each other, where Nana's really scared, so Yukari gives her a hug, and it's like, everything will be okay, but then Nanako notices that Yukari seems nervous in her voice and hugs her back, and is like, and I'm gonna say the same thing to you, and it's just, like, wah, reassuring each other. Um, at some point, uh, Sayori, it, so, again, all of the other girls are on stage, right, like, all the other groups, so you see like little cut-ins of groups being like, hi, we are, and then it pans away, right? Showing that the performances are going on. Um, and then after Awa Awa Girls' performance, they're like, oh, but let's go over to see the Nakarigawa girls and like tease them a little before they go on stage. Uh, but on their way there, they overhear Sayori, their manager, on the phone. And so Sayori is like, oh, this is things aren't looking good. We might not be able to make both events, blah, blah, blah. And it pans away. And you're like, oh, the Awa Awa girls are hearing more of the drama backstage. The drama. The drama. Um, so they decide not to talk to the Nakarigawa girls. And like you as a watcher are like, oh, I hope they don't do something evil because they're rivals. But then also you're like, but it's a slice of life show. So we'll see. It's gonna it's gonna pull a panty and stocking, and they're gonna be the evil villains in the last episode. Maybe like the last, the last, literal last moment. <laughs> and so then Yukari and Nana walk in after like re calming each other down, and Sayori's like, "So we have good news and bad news. The bad news is the thing I just got off the phone, which is all of the performances, all of the other idols, they're running late because it seems like all of the other local dolls are trying to one up Awa Awa girls after last year." So we are like an hour behind schedule, and I don't know if we can make the festival. So do you girls want to perform at the Nakarigawa Festival, or do you want to perform here? And they think really hard, and they're like, both. <laughs> uh, and so then the uncle apparently is still on the phone and is like, yep, that's what I thought you would say, but I wanted you guys to come to that conclusion on your own. I didn't want it to be like the adults were pressuring you to do both and you getting stressed out. Yeah. So if you want to do both, I'll find a way to stall the summer festival. And they're like, okay, we'll do this as quickly and as fast as we can. Yep. And then Sayori's like, and the good news is I made you new outfits. And then she hands <gasps> them their new outfits. They're the ones from the picture I sent you, Star. Uh, yeah. They're kind of like 
sailory. Uh, their midriff is showing. They have like berets. It's like kind of like a mini vest with like a tie on top and little arm flubies and like a flubies. <laughs> I don't know a good way to put it. <laughs> flubies. Flubies. And a big puffy skirt. But it's a cute outfit. So they have new outfits for their final performance. Um, they're like, hey, Sayori, where did you get the budget for this? And then she's like, I sewed it myself. And they're like, oh, big deal. Strong. Strong. And then they go on stage. Uh, they introduce themselves with their titles. So like general manager of advertising, non Yako, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do their song that they wrote. <laughs> It's pretty cute. Uh, it's very much like a, it's a very Lokodol song. So like the whole context of it is like, hi, we're Lokodols. We work, go, we, like, we promote Nagarikawa. Sorry that we trip. Sorry that we mess up. But we have a whole lot of love to give you. Right. So that's kind yeah. of the lyrics. Um, the animation. So this is like throughout the show, they, they do animate most of their performances. Um, it's 2D animated, but it's not like intense 2D animation. So most of the yeah. time you're just seeing waist up or like just feet moving. You don't usually see a whole body. So. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, they do reuse a couple shots. Yes, there are a couple shots reused, at least with the songs that are reused. Um, this one is uh, also because it's their final performance. They do the thing where like halfway through the song, they have flashbacks throughout the series, right? Yep, so it's like that budget. covering that up a little bit with the song. Yep. But I mean, I, don't they do like the entire song though? They do. Or you at hear least, like a, a big section. You of it? hear at least a big section of it. I don't know how long the actual song is written to be, but it sounds like a full song. Yeah, which I mean, props. Yeah, and it, it's a and again, it's just a it's a cute song. It's not all of the the songs do feel like they fit the theme, where they don't feel like big songs. They feel like songs that a small town would come up with, which is cute. Yeah, it's very it's very appropriate, which I like. Fits the vibe. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts, and it's time for the announcement of the winners, because they were the last performance anyway, so they have to stay on stage and listen through the winners. And the winners are, drumroll, the Awa Awa Girls. Hey, who could have possibly seen that coming? Yeah, especially because apparently it was a popular vote contest, and they were already popular, so... Um, and That'll so the announcer's like, Awa Awa Girls, why don't you make your speech? And they're like, yep, we'll make our speech. But before that, uh, Nakari Gawa Girls, you can go. <laughs> and like everyone's <laughs> like, um, what the fuck? And then like one of the other girls steps up and is like, okay, she said that not the way we wanted to say that. You guys, the Nakari Gawa Girls have a big important event in their hometown. And we want to let them go because we were the reason why a lot of these performances are running late. It's not their fault. And the whole point of local dolls is to help out their hometown. And we're only local dolls because of the support from our hometown. So audience, is it okay if they go to their summer festival? And like everyone's like, yeah, you can go. Aw, that's cute. I didn't remember that part. So then there's a montage of them rushing home, like running onto the train, uh, like 
like like staring out the window being like let's go let's go let's go uh and then when they get to their hometown train station there's no one there and they're like how are we going to get to the festival when the guy from the sweet shop rolls up in his van is like everyone get in get in my car get in my car and so they get to the festival and everyone in the town is still there even though it's like an hour later than they expected um, and they're all like, oh, we couldn't leave before the Nakarigawa girls sang, right? Aww. Uh, and I guess the uncle's there, and he's there in, like, full Elvis garb being, like, I stalled. And he, like, does, like, a little oh guitar ref. And you're like, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> he did used to be a Fucking musician. Amazing. Fucking incredible. And so they all go to the top of the float, the four girls, and also Nanako's friends. And they lead the whole town in singing Onigarikawa, the city's song, and that's the end. Oh, that's cute as It was so cute. And again, there's three OVAs after this. Just quick teaser summaries. The first one, the Awa Awa girls come and visit their town and they show them around, which is pretty Cute. cute. The next episode is a Christmas episode slash Yukari's birthday. Which is also mm-hmm. cute and also has a Christmas song. So, <gasps> right? Next Ooh, year. Next, this year's episode. This year's episode. And the last mm-hmm. one, they make a PR video for the town. So they are very so, cute, but definitely talking about that after that would be anticlimactic. They're definitely yeah. meant for fan service if you want more local doll. And I like watching them. Go watch it them. yourself. Yeah, go watch it. They were enjoyable. So, all in all, I feel like... the. Star, you're right. I should have watched the show earlier. They made it for Sarah. <laughs> this was the cute slice of life idol show that I needed in my life. This is like this is your Amigata fault. This is this it was is made my for idol me. anime. It was made for it me. It was made for me. <laughs> they did this for Sarah. Crawling into your hole. It was it's absolutely my hole. This is like like when I watched Dropout Idol Fruit Tart, this is what I wished Fruit Tart was, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, same. Like, there was still the horny moments because it was based off of Four Coma. But, like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was still, like, it was good. It, it, was, it was solid. It made me happy. It was feel-good. Slice of life. The characters were great. Yui is my best girl. Love her. <laughs> so when are we cosplaying them, Sarah? Yeah, we can. Who do you want to be, Star? <laughs> I don't know, because, I mean, I feel like height-wise, we could do the two mains. I could be Yukari and you could be no, Nana, no, no. but I know that you love your mascot character, I love girl. my mascot character, and you would be great as the manager. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't remember what the manager looks like. I'll send you a picture later. But Please So we do. just need other girls to be the actual idols. <laughs> yep. And then you cosplay with us. There we go, there we go. So that was my happy idol time. Star, do you have hints for your next episode? Do you know? Uh, yeah. So I, I waffled over whether or not I was actually going to commit to the next episode that I hinted at last time. I think I'm going to say fuck it and I'm going to do it. Hey, fuck it. Yeah. The the tricky thing is it is technically not available for streaming yet. Oh, so people who have to watch it will have to wait. 
Yeah, you'll have to, or or go. This is this is definitely like telling people exactly what <laughs> it is. Go to the movie theater. <laughs> go to the movie theater and watch it. And uh, in order to be able to actually take notes on it, um, star in the movie theater with pencil and a notepad, being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just iPad, my mechanical keyboard, going take a take a take a take a notes. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought about it. It's like YouTubers do videos about mm-hmm. movies that have just come out and like synopsizing them. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so Star, if people want to find us on the internet, where can they find us? We've got a website, wow. idledays.card.co, that's I-D-O-L-D-A-Y-S dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O, that is our website, you can find like a list of episodes, places where you can watch all the episodes, um, there is a link to our Discord server on the Ooh. website where you can come hang out and talk to us, talk about idle shit, and also a link to our YouTube, Whoa. which is technically just my YouTube, um, wow. but I've been uploading video versions of the podcast episodes, mm-hmm. uh, so if you like to listen to shit on YouTube, uh, feel free to listen there. I will warn you guys, uh, I do not have a lot of time, so they're basically just the podcast episode with a static image over it, but, but. it's on YouTube now, and we're posting, like, one episode a week there. And so. you can always put comments with timestamps if you want to go back and look things up. That's exactly. on you guys. Exactly. That's exactly. Yes, 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 yes. And Sarah, if people want to oh. find us on social media other than YouTube, is YouTube social media? I don't think so, but if people want to find us... Where can they go? They can go to Twitter or Instagram and search for at Idle Days Pod. That's at I-D-O-L-D-A-Y-S-P-O-D. Join us there. Yay! Add us with your favorite cozy anime that are also idols. <laughs> oh, Sarah, you, you you mentioned this earlier in the episode, and I want to take like a 30-second segue. Um, you mentioned Oron because of one of the characters gave you like the Kyoya glasses vibe. Yes. They're kind of like idols, but they don't sing. Mm. Is Oran High School Host Club an idol anime? Add us. Tell us your thoughts on if Oran High School Host Club is an idol anime. That's your discussion topic. That's your homework for the week. <laughs> I like the idea of adding weekly homework for our Twitter. Weekly homework. Send us your hot takes on is... Oran listen, High School. Listen, at the very least... Oh, no. You know what? No, I'm going to make this a... Fu- I'm going to make people fight on social media. Which one is more of an idol anime? Or on High School Host Club or Five Nights at Freddy's? Ooh. <laughs> Ranking the idol anime. Ranking your idol animes. We're going to make people mad at us on social media again. It's happened before. Incredible. <laughs> people got spicy at us about the um, idol anime traditionalist uh, <laughs> chart for, we did on, like, April Fool's last year. Some people got so mad about that chart Uh-oh. like y'all it's fine fuck you also it's fine it's, hey, it's a hey, fucking joke here's the answer everything's an idol anime if we say it's an idol anime it's an idol anime fuck you so <laughs> thanks for listening to our podcast this has been idol days we've, we've been, been ladies see you next, see you live. next live bye, bye. <laughs>